following podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and the possible destruction of society as we know it. Good afternoon. I've today left hospital after a week in which the NHS has saved my life. No question. A recent headline from The Atlantic declares America is acting like a failed state. A failed state. Saying that businesses and local governments and individuals are doing what is necessary to fight back against the coronavirus with little help from the federal government. Authorities across Australia are urging all of us to stay vigilant in the fight against COVID-19 after some positive signs emerged over the Easter weekend. Just 32 confirmed cases were registered today, taking our total to 6,314. Well, Alex, those payments, the first ones went out on Friday night, according to the IRS. We want to be clear with people. They're only going to get one coronavirus payment unless Congress authorizes a whole new round. But not everyone is going to get the money at the same time. So you're going to see these sent out in waves over the coming weeks as the IRS and the Treasury are able to process more and more America. And a 74-year-old man in Adelaide became South Australia's fourth COVID-19 victim. He's the 16th fatality directly related to the outbreak on the Ruby Princess cruise ship. The sight of long queues outside Centrelink offices has shocked the nation as the coronavirus shutdown destroys thousands of jobs. The number of people who died in the UK after being diagnosed with coronavirus has passed 10,000. The Health Secretary, Matt Hancock, said this is a sombre day that reinforced why the public must adhere to social distancing rules. He comes after one of the government's senior scientific advisers said the UK could become the worst affected country in Europe. Right, but we, we're experiencing something together, so that's one thing we now have a common experience. And maybe we had to be separated to realise how much we're together. And what I see with the weavers, weavers are community builders. They're sort of like when society is broken and fragmented and unequal. They're sort of like the Cajun Navy. They come in, just regular people like those guys that the boats did in Katrina and Harvey, and they do stuff. And there's stuff being done through the weaver networks all around uh, the country right now. In Nashville, there's a church that's helping out-of-work bartenders. In New York, there's uh, something called Invisible Hand, which brings food to uh, elderly people. Elsewhere, there are people uh, linking the young people to senior citizens so they can sort of take care of each other, even with the restrictions. I I've just seen it, an upsurge in civic activity to help each other out. Another 737 people have now died in hospital in the latest 24-hour period, but that number doesn't include deaths in care homes or in the community. So the overall to total is now 10,612. The encouraging figures show severe restrictions are starting to have an effect, which means that national curve is now flattening. The number of new cases across the country fell below 100 multiple times this week. Health authorities will be looking to consolidate these results, particularly today's, in the coming weeks.
Well, hello and good day, legends. Welcome to the ISOcast, an advice podcast for the isolation era. I'm your host, Patrick Cullen. So listen, I don't know about you, but I'm starting to get used to this shenanigans. This whole isolation, social distancing thing has really become the new normal for me. To the point where I was watching Birds of Prey last night with my girlfriend, right? I looked at Margot Robbie in a scene with Ewan McGregor and I thought, you guys, it's nowhere near six feet apart. Just back up, would you, Margot? Just bloody back up the truck there, Ewan. Jeez, oh, what a nightmare. In good news, Boris Johnson is out of hospital, and uh, in Australia, the curve seems to be looking like the Nullarbor plane, i.e. flat out like a lizard drinking. So what we're all doing seems to be doing the bloody trick. So let's stick to it, eh, folks? With that in mind, today's guest is Andy Clark. Andy and I went to uni together in Perth, and we are adventure buds. We've backpacked through Thailand and Vietnam together and had some absolutely fantastic times. Clarkie's cool under pressure, an incredible musician, a wonderful impersonator, and gratuitously laconic. We chatted a little early today about Breaking Bad, country music, and colonialism, and he's even gone to the liberty of playing a little tune for us, so make sure you stick around to the end of the episode to hear that. Okay, let's crack into it. Here's my chat with Andy. G'day, mate. How you doing? G'day. I'm well. <laughs> How are you? Clarky, you sound pumped. You sound full of life. <laughs> I shouldn't clap. It's distracting. But I'm good. <laughs> What's going on, man? What's happening in Karatha? Oh, what isn't happening is the list. <laughs> <laughs> Most things. In fact, uh, now I'm checking the list. Uh, turns top, out top, the- the, top of the list, uh, domestic bliss. Uh, at home, um, make the space your own, settle in. I love that, Andy. I love that. I love that. It sounds like uh, sounds like you've battened down the hatches fairly well up there, mate. Um, just because most people don't know, would you like to tell us a little bit about Karatha and what it was like before it went into to lockdown? Yeah, sure. So Karatha is the powerhouse of the Pilbara, so they say. It's a mining town that's been around since the 60s and um it had a boom back in that boom time was that 10 10 years ago now yeah yeah Um, so it's a weird um sort of 60s 70s town plonked in the bush with some um a a smattering of high-rise fancy new buildings in there as well um and they're they're slowly getting covered in red dust As the, there's no uh, stopping the red dust. There's no stopping the red dust, mate. You can stop a lot of things in this world. But two things you can't stop is the inevitable spread of coronavirus and uh, the red dust, Clarky. That's the that's the big two, mate. That's the big two you can't stop. That's right. So for, for, for your people playing at home, my partner and I moved up here after Christmas uh, with hopes of, you know, broadening our horizons and getting out into the great outdoors and um, no. <laughs> <laughs> cyclone season so don't go outside and then that's finished um neatly brought into um pandemic season which i'm told isn't an annual thing but um great clarky what a transition what a transition what a time to get into the great outdoors you know perfect time for it pal (laughs) but i defiantly bought a swag off gumtree this morning so (laughs) did you actually yeah yeah yeah. um i can probably only take it to my backyard oh hey 
What an adventure, though, Clarky. Yeah. What a time to get out into the great outdoors. It's going to be... Who is that guy um, who was the absolute idiot who did the outdoor adventure show? Russell Coit. Russell Coit. Yeah. Um, he is a mentor of mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Understandably. Understandably. Maybe this is a big opportunity, Clarky, for you to do some, like, Russell Coit-related content from your backyard. Maybe this is the, the big time to just jump straight into that, pal. That could be the way to Wouldn't go. Wouldn't that be the saddest web series ever? <laughs> Just a man trying to pretend like he's out bush doing it hard. His wife's there in the background hanging up laundry. Um, there are domestic pets roaming around. <laughs> we can really disappointed. Oh boy! Oh look, what so have you got to make here? sure you bring a lot of water because <laughs> when you're traveling from the back door to the backyard, anything can happen. You can be stuck out there for days. Days. Years. Oh, boy. Um, hey, pal, uh, how about we jump into the first segment of my show here? The first segment of the show is, of course, Existential Dread. Um, and to do that, I'm going to need you to help me fix, sing the theme tune for it. Um, people don't know, right. but you and I, Clarky, we love a sing. We love a sing song. So this is a great opportunity to do that, just that. Don't build it up. <laughs> don't build it up. Don't give them expectations. Um, so my part goes, Existential Dread. Um, so if you could sing Existential Dread, but maybe a different part, and we could we could create okay. a little harmony. Do you reckon you could do something like that in your heart? I think, yeah. Let's give it a crack. Okay. Ready? I'm going to go three, two, one, and then we'll, we'll jump in. So, right. uh, three, two, one. Existential Dread. Oh. Mm-hmm. You're also, you're I mean, you're going to mash them all together, right? Yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll fix the time. It's going to sound like this horrible, angsty wine. <laughs> I think that sums it up pretty well, though, man. To be honest, an, anx- an angsty, horrible one's kind of where we're at right now. Um, how is your existential? <laughs> how is your existential dread, Clarky? What would you give it out of ten? On this particular day, mm-hmm. um, let's say four. Mate, that's really great. That's really great. What's bringing you down to a four, Clarky? What's what's putting you at that number, pal? A five-day weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're recording this on Easter Monday. And um, this five-day weekend has been um, a real leveller. <laughs> I mean, I've been nines, I've been tens, I've been at the top of the wave. Um, but today is, is good. Why? How did you get from the top of the wave to being down this form? I understand a couple of days off has, has done you a few favours there, um, but has there been any any events in your life particularly or anything you've been doing that's really really helped bring that down from the crest of the wave to the mere valley, the, the wave valley as it's commonly known? <laughs> uh, well, look, I, I, I know I'm in a very similar boat to everyone around the country and around the world that... Um, there's the feeling that you don't have much agency over anything um, in your home life or at work especially. Um, I certainly feel that. You go yeah. into work every day and the goalposts have changed. And I think the first couple of weeks I was just a bit defeated by that fact. You know, you plan for one thing and then it changes and then you're like, oh, man. 
Um, oh, what does your work situation look like right now, pal? Like, oh, I know yeah, you've been in events up there in Karatha, but obviously events are dead now. They've they've gone the way of the dodo. So, what does that what does that sort of left you doing, pal? Yeah. So look, the powers that be are saying, "Get creative, buddy," um, and I'm putting that or trying to put that film degree I did a lifetime ago to use. <laughs> <laughs> Jump online and make. Um, arts and event engaging content for the community look I, don't, I can't say I've, I've gotten that far but um, steps have been made <laughs> steps have been made steps have been made there's marination in progress there's work occurring men at work Clarky men at work is what's happening That's over right. here but, but what's happening is I've, I've, I've gone from engaging a local community to participating in a global content community wow wow Wow, participating in a global content community. I love that. I love that. Get it on your business card. So you get one idea like, oh, this is going to be cool. We're going to record these artists in the in the theatre and you get this up and then um, before you've even, you know, laid tracks, um, the Sydney Opera House or some big wigs have done that already. Bastards. With better artists. And you go, oh, okay, well. <laughs> no one's going to watch my bloody Caratha one if they've got Paul <laughs> Kelly on there. That's, this is, I'm stuffed and bloody screwed. The bastards. But no, there is a place for it. I mean, my local theatre, one of my local theatres here, Clarky, um, the Red Line Productions at the Old Fitz, they did a reading, a live play reading with um, the guy who runs the Fitz, Andrew Henry, another great Sydney actor called Aaron Glenane, and Alec Baldwin from 30 Rock. Um, So, you know, maybe you just need to expand your view a bit, pal, and see if you can't get some Karatha natives back there to... um, Buddy, jump in on a few of your bits of digital content. Just just get it going global. Get it going viral, Get the, get the Alec Baldwin of the Pilbara. <laughs> Absolutely right. Yeah. I'm sure it's out here. He's got to be out there somewhere. He's in isolation as we speak, the Alec Baldwin of the Pilbara. He's got, he's got nothing else to do. Um, yeah, right, pal. So like that, that, the changing goalpost there probably has been a bit of a stressful time for you and trying to make all that stuff work. And what, what have you found has brought you down to a four? Uh, I think just having the conversations with my colleagues and my partner at home and we're just in a different reality and I've come to accept that. It's been interesting watching the nation as a whole and seeing where our collective psyche is at. Um, as we know, I think we were still in denial a couple of weeks ago. We were still all piling on at Bondi. Yeah. But I think between now and then and now we've we've come to a place of acceptance and we're 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 doing well um we're doing the right things and the numbers are dropping clarky is the really good news in australia and yeah. wa especially like the numbers are bloody dropping and i think that's that's showing that whatever we're doing is actually working um yeah i'm, I'm really proud of the people of australia if if i'm entitled to say that <laughs> like australia's dad just being like i'm yeah. really i'm really proud of you honey. boys I'm really proud of you. Um, I mean, WA especially is doing really great, not to brag. It is, though. It's true. Yeah. Um, this may be the um, catalyst for secession as we know it, though. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Well, Clucky, I haven't had my dad on the podcast yet, but I am going to get him on soon. And my oh, maybe I'll leave him to ruminate about that. 
<laughs> he is a hardcore secessionist, the old man. He is really pumped about getting WA away from the Eastern States, pal. And, and you're right, maybe this is it. Mark McGowan just showing real leadership in the West, um, battening down the hatches. I was speaking to my grandma before, mate. Um, my grandma is in Perth, in Western Australia, and she yeah. the, the laws say she can't even leave her house. And she's um she's absolutely golf-obsessed, my gran. And so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's pumped about it. So what she's done is, this is a bit of creativity for you, Clucky. She's got a bit of carpet in her um, from her house and put it out the back in her little courtyard and set up a, a piece of plastic against um, her climbing vines and put a target on it and is sitting there with her bloody nine iron just practicing her chip shots. Just... No. <laughs> Don't you love that ingenuity? <laughs> Does she get like little lights and sounds that light up? I don't think she's gone for those levels of production values. I mean, if I was no, starting to... It's w- not um, your local mini golf. No, it's not a local mini golf yet. It's not holy moly at my grandma's place. But, you know, I think that's the next step, Clarkie. I think we should I should send her a few videos about how to plug in some LEDs and um, and maybe a few like wind sounds, you know, it could be could be really good for it. I think they could be pump a lump. I think so. I think, um, I mean, I haven't checked to see what Bunnings are doing online with their... DIY videos, but that might be a good pivot for them. Hey, mate, this could be a good pivot for you, Clarky. Listen, you've got to bring a couple of things together. You need to do events, right? And you've got to do something from your backyard. You've got Russell Coit stuff to do, and you've got grandparents to help. So I'm wondering if you could do, like, Bunnings DIY event videos um, from your backyard. Maybe that's the next thing for you to do, pal. I'll get the head out. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. That's good. Thanks, mate. Yeah, you know this is what I'm around. This is what I'm around for, Andy. I just I keep those good thoughts, pal. I'm I'm here. I'm more than just a hat rack. That's what people say about me. Um, (laughs) what about some recommendations, Clarky? Have you got any recommendations of like things you've been doing, reading, watching, activities you've been partaking in, which have been helping to bring your existential dread down, pal? Has been anything that's been really good for you in this isolation time? Our number one is we've adopted a cat from the the carry or cat pound or whatever you call it. Uh, and he has been an infinite source of entertainment and, and companionship, which is really important. What's his name, Clarky? Uh, his name is Gus. Ah, I love that. We were watching Breaking Bad again and that stuck. How is Breaking Bad on the second time through? Good. My partner hadn't seen it at all. So Holy moly. I think I was just watching her face. Uh, you just finished it, huh? How did you go with that that last episode? How did her face go in that last episode? Oh, she's still talking about it. This is like a week later. Powerful, um, powerful stuff. Good. Yeah, it's a, such a wonderful show that, and and seeing you know, I mean, it's been for everybody talks about it, but seeing old mate Walter White go from the nice, mild mannered, bloody chemistry teacher into the monster that is Heisenberg is such a bloody Shakespearean turn, Clarky. It's it's like watching an extended version of King Lear. The whole thing. Chemistry, man. It's the science of change. Did <laughs> <laughs> they say that in episode one? I was like, oh yeah. I I was gonna just attribute that joke to you, Andy. I really liked. That. I really like that. I really like that. I thought your delivery there was just bloody beautiful. Okay, great. So adopt a cat. Give it a few cuddles. Love that, pal. Love that. Watching Breaking Bad. Um, beauty. Beauty. Have you yep. been, what else is on your list there, mate? I have been getting right back into a video game 
called City Skylines. Uh-huh. Um, if you ever played SimCity back in the day, it's it's a carbon copy, but you know, a bit sort of turned up to eleven. It's pretty it's pretty good. Um, and I'm starting to think that this is my um, form of control and agency over <laughs> <laughs> maybe creating a, a functioning town, a society um, free from pandemic. And I love that, Andy. I you love that. You can see the amount of cars on the streets I've got. It, man, it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> the people in SimCity are not self-isolating. They are not. That's a disaster. Home. You can see that they're not 1.5 metres apart from the your godlike aspect on the map? No, but as an omnipotent ruler of this world, I'm, I'm happy to let, let that go. Pal, that's... Uh, you know what? I think there's something about that. You know, Nathan was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago um, and he was talking about playing like DayZ and hardcore survival games and I, I that seems like a little bit intense for me right now. I've been playing this game Surviving Mars, which is a similar sort of vibe. Uh, it's basically building cities on Mars and now my biggest problems are do people have power and oxygen you know like do people have some oxygen are they able to breathe if so bloody rock and roll um, yeah. you know it's, it's very I nice I feel like I'm helping yeah and you know what like there's something about the modern world and as you said like you know it's such a lack of control this whole isolation situation we all know we've got to do it but it's a big part of you that feels like your agency and your autonomy has been taken away in some sense for the greater good and playing these you know city building world building video games which are quite easy going because you saw the opportunity to claim back a little bit of control you know i don't know yeah i mean i'm, I'm trying not to look too deep into it that there might be something there <laughs> i'm trying it may just be i work in local government and i need ordinances oh yeah that probably <laughs> that probably tracks like you need to organize building an operation of stuff and get a few things for the council yeah 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 that does actually that does really track pal i'm i'm 100 with you maybe i'm getting i'm getting too deep in the hole there i've just got so many of these real-time strategy like city building games and i wonder if there's some subconscious desire in me just to do it you know what else i've noticed clarky is that I'm well documented for my disdain of fascism, um, but I keep building totalitarian states, and I wonder what that <laughs> says about me. <laughs> Look, maybe we're part of the generation that have played these games, and that's how they end up on a local city council or something. We're yeah. not business owners that want to make a difference or something. Just I really like Sim City. <laughs> I just want to play Sim City and listen to country music. That's all I want to do. Get out of my life. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's something really in that, pal. Okay, great. So adopt a cat, um, watch Breaking Bad again. It's worth it. And uh, play City Skylines. I love that, Clarky. That's that's a bloody good three-piece, mate. Um, yeah, it's good. Has there been anything else that you'd recommend for the humans out there that's been keeping you sane? Uh, we've been keeping up with our audio books. Oh, yeah. Uh, Any winners? Yeah. If, if you haven't got um, Audible in your life, now's probably the perfect time to get on board. Um, because who wants to use their eyes to oh. and use your ears to? Clarky, my eyes are exhausted. My eyes have done Not so much looking at stuff. That's a nightmare. You can even hear in the shower. You know, wow. you can't take a book in the shower. <laughs> Get wet unless you laminate yeah. it. Nightmare. Yeah. You can sit under the sprinkler on the back lawn and listen. <laughs> You've been in the great outdoors, Clarky. You can sit under a sprinkler. <laughs> With my Russell Coit hat. With your Russell Coit hat. 
that's it. That's right. it. It's beautiful. Bluetooth headphones, waterproof. Absolutely outstanding. Um, what have you been listening to there, mate? Uh, so halfway through Archie Roach's autobiography called Tell Me Why, um, huh. which is really good, uh, read by Archie Roach himself. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Archie um, Roach being famous musician, activist, um, all-round good dude. Is it his whole life, Clark? He must be a bloody huge book. He's yeah, an old fellow yeah, these days. So Archie was, is a member of the Stolen Generation and um, it tracks him. Well, the, the first chapter is him realising that his family is not his family. Yeah, right. Uh, and just the whole unravelling and self-discovery and it's a journey. Man, that actually sounds like a bloody important book to read right now to kind of yeah. remind yourself that there's a lot bigger, more systemic societal issues in Australia and around the world, really, than, than just this bloody virus. There's heaps more problems than just the virus, guys. There's heaps more problems than just the virus, guys. The virus isn't just the limit of the problems. There's more problems than that. I yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll, I won't give too much away, but I'd, I'd really recommend it. Cool. That's a, that's a, that put that, whack that on the, on, the, on the top of the bloody list. Any, any others in there, mate? Uh, similarly, yeah, we listened to um, the autobiography of Jack Charles, um, a famous Australian actor. Um, but I just find his voice so soothing, I kept falling asleep. Yeah, that's a big problem with Jack Charles. It is an incredibly soothing voice, isn't it? Um, yeah, powerful. every chapter is like, oh, Andy, just go to sleep. <laughs> How good would it be if that was actually Jack Charles's biography? But every chapter he just put in there, there was just one sentence being like, and Andy, it's time to go to bed. Be good. <laughs> if, if you, yeah, if you find your, I'd look, I've got to, I've, I've got to revisit it and listen to it properly. But also, if you're finding you're lying awake at night, just staring at the ceiling, mm. get some Uncle Jack Charles in there. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Perfect, Andy. I, you know what? I was having a lot of troubles with sleep uh, about a week or two ago, but I seemed, and maybe this is part of what you were talking about before, mate, and the national sort of recognition that we've all kind of accepted what's going on. I found my sleep's got a bit better in the last sort of couple of weeks. But, you know, a week or two ago, I really could have done with bloody Jack Charles in my ear holes just telling me softly and calmly that everything was going to be all right. Bloody hell, I'd pay for that now, to be honest. Yeah, I think... Um a welcome amount of distractions are called for at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, beauty, mate. So a couple of like indigenous Australian legends um, cracking through your audible there. Um, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, I love that, mate. I love that, and it gives you a real insight, I guess, into Australia at a, at a really specific period from sort of that nineteen forties to fifties action to now. Um, those blokes have seen a lot of change too. Yeah, it's you know I find that with recent history, um, especially people that are still alive and um, might not be our own grandparents' um, experience. Mm. Uh, yeah, that sort of those stories aren't around as much. I mean, they're coming through more and more. I'm, I'm finding. I don't know if it's because I'm actively looking for them or or um, just the general appetite is there. But yeah, I'm learning a lot more about that generation and. What's drawn you towards those sorts of stories, do you reckon, Clarky? Hmm, that's a good question. Thank you so much. 
I did like three units of journalism at uni in between going to the tab with you and um, being in plays. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just landing those powerful hits now, mate. It's taking 15 years, but I'm getting there. Oh, I've just, I think I've just been a history buff and I know a lot about Australia's colonial history and um, the European side of things because we're all taught that in schools. But um, I guess the last couple of years I've worked more with Indigenous artists and in regional places. And um, I've learnt a lot more and um, realising I've, I've only scratched the surface. So, um, yeah, I've gone, I've gone down a bit of a rabbit hole on that front and it's been, it's been really, um, really enlightening. It's a, yeah, I think it's an important thing to do, mate. I think it's a real, there's a real disparity, I think, in what we get taught in schools. Um, it's, it is so heavily, at least where you and I went to school, it was really heavily focused on on the colonial side of things, and there was also there was so limited insight into indigenous stories, and I didn't really discover a lot of it until I was in um, university, and and started doing a lot of reading myself. But there's been books out recently, like um, Dark Emu, and I think yep. that had a huge cultural impact which if you haven't read yet folks really go and check it out dark emu is is a very challenging read but it's it's quite phenomenal um, I, i'd recommend reading that in the book because bruce pascoe's voice is another uh lovely push you to sleep <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'm just tired i think you're just tired andy i think you're just knackered mate and he's hearing nice voices and going oh yep that's a baritone no oh, time to go to bed oh man <laughs> Up for the count. This kindly grandfather's going, oh, it's okay. Here's, here's a tale of how hectic colonialism was and how little you got learnt taught in school. Here you go, young fella. And you're like, oh, gosh, off to sleep. Um, <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah. I think that's I think that's awesome, Clarky. I think it's like, you know, I say it a lot on this podcast, but I really do believe it. There's so much of a push at the moment for people to be really constructive and productive with all this time you've been given. And I I don't know that that's necessarily true. I think like diving deep into something you're interested in or something you don't know a lot about um, and learning as much about it or reading as much about it as as you're able to, I think is an awesome thing Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think there's a lot of pressure to come out of this learning a new skill or being completely ripped. but no, it doesn't have to be anything as tangible as that. You, you, you just might come out of this with a new appreciation for um, some genre or um, way of thinking. Um, or a different part of society, maybe, that you just like, haven't connected yeah. with. Like just, just aim for some personal growth. Oh, a bit of PG. A bit of the old PG, Clarky. Turn up the old no PG. Need to become a master baker. <laughs> Although if you do, if anybody does become a master baker, um, please, please put some muffins in the post and uh, post them to me, uh, Pat Cullen. Shoot me an email first, gingersnapsydney at gmail.com and then, then I'll send you my address. You can put some bloody, put some bloody baked goods in the mail. I'd love that. Um, yeah, that'd I'll be send great. you a hot, hot custard tart through the post, mate. I would love that, Clarky. I would bloody love that. Can you see if you can post me a hot custard tart? I wonder what shape it'd be in once it got here. Friend of mine, uh, this is going back a long way now. Friend of mine to test the postal system, um, got a sandwich from a deli, wrapped it in cellophane, and then um, put a couple of stamps and wrote an address on a sticker on it and posted it. And it got there. 
So, who's to say? Hmm. What kind of sandwich? Uh, I believe it was a ham and salad. It wasn't in particularly great nick by the time it arrived at its destination, but you've got to report the effort. <laughs> Green ham and Moldy lettuce. Oh, mmm, a deliciosa, Clarky. Deliciosa, pal. And mate, oh, you, you're always good for some music, Clarky. I'm going to put that song you sent me uh, as the outro to this podcast. I think that it's going to be bloody beautiful. But I wondered if you had any musical recommendations for people stuck in isolation. Well, I did revisit John Prine, who, who sadly passed away, I think, well, two weeks ago now, mm. um, due to COVID complications and pneumonia I believe um, so that was really sad um, yeah but yeah I am on the country Ben um, oh got back into got back into Rufus Wainwright oh Rufus I've been seeing him play some like gigs on Facebook live he's just been pumping out some songs what a beautiful voice I'll play some underneath this little section Clarkie what's oh, that's beautiful yeah um, what Rufus has been rocking the world He's got a couple of new singles out, which um, just seem... Well, they blew me away, and I just forgot he existed, which is... <laughs> I don't know what he's been up to. Maybe he's been baking. Oh, I, I believe that Rufus has been trying to become a master baker, Clarky. That's been his big... That's been the big effort from him, from as far as I'm aware. Um, big boy master baker, Rufus. like <laughs> <laughs> Master Baker, Rufus Wainwright. You know, we've got to stop saying Master Baker. Like, it's Don't awful. pull through that. It's, tell you what, you've got to be really specific about hitting that K, don't you? You're, um, it's, it's one letter away from being. Yeah, I see what you did there. Um, great, Clarky. Bit of Rufus, his new singles. Okay, I'll, I'll play some underneath here. Uh, John Pryor's been good. Anybody else, mate, that people should check out while they're in ISO? You know what, I'm just opening my Spotify. The other thing, I'm sure everyone's onto this. If 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 you've got a heart beating in your chest, I hope you're onto this. Instead of watching the news in the morning, we've been watching Bluey. Oh, mate. Tell tell everybody what Bluey is for our international listeners. Oh, Bluey is the most gorgeous children's cartoon about a family of blue healers, which is uh, an Australian working dog. They drive cattle and sheep around on stations and farms and whatnot. So they're super hy- hyperactive and super smart dogs. Um, and this is about a family of blue healers um, focusing on Bluey, who is, I think she's like a, let's say the equivalent of a five, six-year-old kid. Yeah, right. And her baby sister, and it's all about their playtime with dad and mum oh. and just the everyday stuff they get up to, and it's really sweet. And the guy who voices dad is Dave McCormick from the band Custard. No way! Yeah, yeah. So I've been listening to a lot of Custard, um, picturing a uh, middle-aged blue healer. <laughs> <laughs> Rocking out. Girls like that. Girls like that don't go for guys like us. I want to see the facts. And she says simply no. Rocking out. Out. I haven't thought about custard in a really long time. I'm going to play some custard under this right now. 
Um, this is going to be a really musical episode of the Isocast, but I'm absolutely into it. Usually I just get in a little bit of lame is here and there, Clarky, but I'm stoked to have a bit of variation in that. I think my listeners are too. Um, yeah. uh, pal, what else is on that, that Spotify list now you've pulled it up? Oh, Big Star. Revisiting Big Star. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Teenage that. Fan Club. Ryan Adams. You know what? Ryan Adams is great isolation music because it's like melancholy but a little bit uplifting at the same time. He does that sort of uplifting yeah. melancholy. Um, Ryan Adams, that's a that's a bloody great call, Clarky. Come pick me up. Take me out. Fuck me up. And I'm going to get back into some custard, mate. You've really got me excited about custard. I I have forgotten <laughs> I forgot, you know, that's a band that had completely slipped my noodle, was Custard. And uh, I'm going to absolutely bring them back. Um, mate, thanks so much for, for bloody joining me today, Clarky. I really appreciate it. It's really oh, nice to hear your voice. Yeah, you too, man. Did you have any final things you wanted to throw out to the people before we, uh, before we put a pin in this for today? Uh, just... Keep keeping on, everybody. It's going to be all right. As everyone keeps saying, we'll get through it. Um, just try and enjoy your own company and the little people that you have around you. Um, not the little people. Or <laughs> try and enjoy the small people that you've kept in the drawer. The all this time. amount of people you have around you. Hold them close. Yeah. Yeah, I love that, mate. And that's a really yeah. great idea. It's a great opportunity to connect with some humans, you know. And uh, if they're the little people around you, then... then Buddy, get amongst it. That's our message and, from the um, podcast. And, and trying to teach your grandmother to Skype, even if it takes eight times. <laughs> <laughs> One day she'll be able to get it without just shooting her nose. One day we'll see more than the roof and her nose. But, you know, we've got to work towards that. No, you're right, Clarky. Spending a little yeah. bit of extra time with them is a, is a bloody good idea. Um, thanks so much, pal. Lovely to hear from you. You too. Enjoy the rest of your day. Speak I, soon. I will, mate. I'll chat to you real soon. Thanks, Clarky. See ya. See ya. Big thanks to Andrew Clark for being with us. What an absolute superstar. Great to have him on the show. Um, I miss that bloke day to bloody day. And it's just lovely to hear from him. Okay, let's do some credits. Intro music was Isolation by Iggy Pop off Blah 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 1986. UMG. Additional music was Down Under by Men at Work. That's WMG 1981. Rufus Wainwright with Peace à la Verve off 2020, that is, off Peaceful Afternoon. Girls Like That Don't Go For Guys Like Us, that's Custard off Loverama 1999, Sony BMG. And finally, Ryan Adams with Come Pick Me Up off Heartbreaker 2000, Pax Am Records. Background music, this lovely jam, is Nota Nico Morange by Kevin McLeod of Latinx 2014. Also just want to take a quick moment to apologise to both the French and Spanish-speaking populations that may listen to this podcast for my terrible pronunciation. I'm the worst. News clips in this episode were BBC, uh, ABC News Australia, MSNBC, and CNN. That's all from today, the 13th of April. Now, Clarkie is going to take us out, folks, with John Prine's Speed of the Sound of Loneliness of the 1986 album German Afternoons. 
please enjoy that. Also, if you haven't yet, make sure you like, rate, review this podcast, share it with a friend. If you can tell one person that you listened to this whole thing and you quite enjoyed it, I'm assuming because you're still here, that would be so handy. Um, If you can whip out your phone and hit that five stars on whatever you're listening to this on, that would also rock my proverbial casbah. Thanks so much, everybody. Really appreciate your time. We'll be back on Thursday with another pod. And in the meantime, you know, wash those hands, don't touch your face, and enjoy Andrew Clark with speed of the sound of wildness. You come home late and you come home early. You come home big when you're feeling small. straight and you come home curly sometimes you don't come home at all so what in the world's come over you and what in heaven's name have you done you've broken the speed of the sound of loneliness you're out there running just to be on Just to be on the